Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. I want you to turn with me if you have your Bibles this morning to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to read two verses starting in 19, verse 19. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19. It's on your outline. And if you'll stand with me this morning for just a brief minute as we read these words. This is our sermon text this morning. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 through 20. And it says the following. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. And he says, Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, every day should be a a day filled with thanks to the believer. And Lord, today we declare we are grateful. We are content right where you planted us. And Lord, we're thankful to you, Father, for the very breath of life and all the blessings that flow after that. So this morning I pray, Lord, give us ears to hear. Give me anointing to share your word. Give us anointing to hear it, Lord, declared. And Father, in all your truth, and we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Amen. So I want you to think of it this morning. Think of this. That always, that we should always give thanks to God, no matter what the circumstances is, are. No matter what the circumstances are, we should always give thanks. We gave thanks in our 853 square, square foot home. We gave God thanks. We gave God thanks when we were in that home and then that 6.0 earthquake hit us in Napa. And I thought the walls were going to fall down in that house. It made out of uh, cinder blocks. I thought it was going to come down. But God protected us. Amen. Amen. You, some of you know what I'm talking about. When you felt that earthquake, you thought the end was near. God was saying, no, I've got a lot more planned for you. And we were content there. Very content. It didn't matter that we moved into an 1800 square foot home. That doesn't make me more happy. It makes me more thankful. I was already content where I was at. Amen. Can you say the same this morning? Yes. Where you're at in life? Can you say you're content right now where you're at? If not, I want to help you today. Amen. I want you to know that Thanksgiving here for the Apostle Paul was not a once a year celebration. It was an everyday thing that he celebrated. Everywhere he went, he was thankful. He He would see Alex and he would say, Brother Alex, it's so good to see you. I'm thankful for you and your family. You, you bring a smile to my face when I see you. May, I love to see your daughter up here. You bring, it brings me great joy to see you raising your children up in church and, and having a husband here who's looking mighty GQ today. He looks so great today. Can we give Garland a look back there? Look at that. Woo! Amen. Sorry, Garland. All right. But I got the mic. All right. Thanksgiving for the Apostle Paul was not a once a year celebration. It was every day. And just like him, he's teaching us, he's telling us that we have to learn to be thankful every day. And I know tomorrow, those of you that work like like I do on a Monday, there may not be reason to be thankful when you get there. But number one, thank God for a J-O-B. Amen? It may not be the perfect J-O-B, but thank God for that. I heard somebody share this morning that their their spouse got the job that they were praying for, and and, and thank God for that. Now, now is it all perfect? No, but but we need to be thankful for that. Amen. Amen. 
Is, is, is the home maybe you're living in exactly where you want to be in? No, but you got a home to live in. You got a roof over your head, shelter over your head. You got a closet filled with clothes. You, you could pick and choose what you wanted to wear today. Amen? Many people, especially where we're going to Mexico on that mission trip, don't have that option. It's, it's what they wore yesterday and the day before. And the shoes that have holes in them, it's the only pair they have. Exactly. We have much to be thankful for this morning. Giving thanks to God should be a distinctive mark for every one of us as believers. Yes. In other words, when you walk into work, they should say, man, that, that Dan, he's always giving thanks. He's always giving thanks. That Brenda, she's always giving thanks at Trader Joe's. She's always so thankful, that, that spirit of thanks. Yes. It, it, it shouldn't be the opposite of, you know, that person that's always just grumbling, that negative person that doesn't, the glass is, is not even half full. It's, there's not even a glass there, okay? It's bad, you know, that person. Nobody wants to be around that person. Or if you are, you quickly tune them out is what you do. But conversely, everybody wants to be around that half Fool, the glass half full person. The one that is, is that's contagious. The one that you, you, you see and, oh man, that, that's a positive outlook. And, and yeah, the, the word of God does say that. And you want to be around that person. So as believers, we are supposed to be the salt of this world, the light of this world. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, and everywhere you go, you should give thanks. That should be a distinctive mark on you everywhere yeah. you go. Nothing turns us into bitter, selfish, dissatisfied people more quickly than an ungrateful heart. An ungrateful heart is sin. Did you know that? It's sin. And, if, and so, so I want you to examine your heart this morning as I'm speaking. Yeah. Am I ungrateful? Am I being ungrateful? Have I been ungrateful for anything? In fact, nothing, nothing will do more to restore our spirit than a heart of thankfulness. Yes. Have, you, have you ever begun, I always refer to this one song I learned a long time ago. It's called Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One. I couldn't tell you exactly how it goes, but it begins, it, it, part of it is name them, you list them. You start, well, Lord, I, I thank you for life. Lord, I, I thank you for an awesome, wonderful woman of God. I thank you for my children. I thank you for a J-O-B. I thank you for a home. If you keep doing that, that should snap you out of the ungrateful funk that you're in, okay? Some of us can get caught up in one negative thing, which then leads to another negative thing. And then before you know it, you're depressed and you don't want to talk to nobody. And you just want to sit on the couch with a gallon of Dryer's ice cream and uh, that'll take care of everything, right? That's not the answer. Ungratefulness is a sin. It's a sin, I'm talking to you, church. It's a sin. Yes. And, it, and it creeps into every one of us if we're not careful. We have to guard our heart to protect us. So it is sinful to not give thanks. To not give thanks. Romans 1.21. Listen to this. For although they knew God, what it's saying there is they knew of Him. Okay? The devil knows of God. Did you know that? The devil knows God. Okay? For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. An ungrateful heart will lead you to darkness. 
will lead you to sin, will lead you to, away from God. Amen? Ungrateful heart is the opposite of what a believer should be portraying. But here's the truth. Here's what we, where we live. We live in a lost generation, an unthankful generation, an unholy generation. All you got to do is show up at Walmart, right? And, you, and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a lost generation there. It's an unthankful generation. And, and from people that are older, like my age and older, uh, you see the difference now in children. I'm not talking about our children. I'm talking about children that are out there that are ungrateful, that are unthankful, that are disrespectful. You see that everywhere. And, and that's not the way it should be. Amen? Amen. The Bible tells us that the generations, as we get closer to the Lord's return, would grow worse and worse and worse with ungratefulness. It's mentioned as one of the things that would be the, one of the signs before Jesus returns. Common courtesy is looked down upon. Above all, we fail to give God thanks for his many blessings. Be careful, Christian. Be careful, believer, today. Make sure you give God thanks in all that you do. Yes. He blessed you today. God, we thank you. I thank you today. God, I thank you, Lord, for getting me to church today. In a vehicle, Lord. In, 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 in the clothes I'm wearing, Lord. Yes. In the house that I left, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. But from one end of the Bible to the other, we are commanded to be thankful. Did you know that? From the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, while Jesus is the central theme, we are commanded to be thankful throughout the Bible. It doesn't just mention it here in the New Testament, in the book of Ephesians. It mentions it throughout the Old Testament, that we must give thanks to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let me just give you two quick uh, uh, scriptures. Psalm 147. In verse 7. And these aren't on your outline. But listen to this. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Colossians 3 verse 15. Two words. Be thankful. Yeah. Be thankful. Be thankful. Today as you go throughout the rest of your day. Be thankful. Make it one day. If that's not your custom. Not your habit of being thankful. Start today. Do it again tomorrow. Do it again on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday, you should all be giving thanks. Amen? Amen. A spirit of thanksgiving is always, everybody say always. Always. The mark of a Christian. The mark of a Christian is a spirit of thanksgiving. A spirit of thanksgiving. Wow. Amen. Let's look at your outline. I want to just talk real quickly about four quick points. I promise I won't keep you long here this morning because we got some food to get to. Amen. Some uh, physical food, but first the spiritual food. Number one on your outline. Thank God, especially for his salvation in Christ Jesus, in Jesus Christ. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The gift of salvation is an indescribable gift, the Bible says. God has given us the greatest gift of all in His Son when He sent His Son to die on a cross for you and I. We didn't deserve it. Some of us didn't want to have nothing to do with it. Like me, at one point in my life, I did not want to have nothing to do with it. But at some point, it started gnawing on me and I said, Lord, as I, as I took steps closer and closer to Him, I said, Lord, I need that. 
I need what he has. I need what she has. I want it. I desire it. And, and the Lord birthed that in me. And now I can never thank him enough for yeah. having gone to the cross and died for me and died for you. To give you eternal salvation. Amen. Wow. To give that to you. To say one day as you, as, you, as you pass from this earth into the next realm, he can look at you and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into your reward. Amen. Yeah. One day he will tell you that, amen? One day he will tell you that, Christian. One day he will tell you that, amen? God loves us so much that he sent his son. And John 3.16 is the definition of that love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life, eternal life. How many want eternal life this morning? And maybe there might be someone here that is not sure. We're going to discuss that here at the very end. It's a real simple process. But you can have that assurance today. So be thankful for your salvation in Jesus Christ. Point number two. Thank God for his continued presence and power in your life. Yes. The scripture says this in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. It is God who works in us to will and to act According to his good purpose. Who works in us? It is God. It's God who works in each and every one of you. It's his power that he gives you. How many know what I'm talking about? When you can say that it was God's power that got me through this. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten through this trial. How many can testify to that? Amen. Yeah. Every one of you should be able to lift your hands and say, God got me through this. God got me through this. That should produce a grateful heart. A heart filled with thanks. God, you can do all things. You brought me through this milestone. And, and I created a memorial for you right here. I, I, I thank you for that. Now, Lord, you're leading me to another part of my life. And, Lord, you're building in my life. And, and it's exciting where you're taking me. I don't know where it's going this next chapter of my life. But I know that, Lord, you'll supply my strength. You'll be the power that I need. My, my peace. My comfort. Amen? Amen. When we come to Christ, it's not just... A, a, a new start. It's a new life. Remember the scripture in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. says, therefore the, the old is gone. The new has come. The new person arises. How many are thankful the old person is dead and buried? Amen. How many are thankful that old person is dead and buried? But you know what you got to do sometimes? You got to throw some more dirt on that old person. Because that old person want to come up out of the grave. And you got to throw some dirt on there. And you have my permission, those of you that see that old man coming out, somebody else, throw some dirt on that and stomp it down. Keep it down. You are a new creation in Christ. Amen. Amen. You have new, new ideas now. You have a new purpose now. God has birthed that in you. He is the power that works in you. Amen. Amen. In ourselves, we don't have that strength. In ourselves, we can't accomplish certain tasks. In ourselves, seemingly, we, we would be the first ones to say, I can't handle this, Lord. And you're right. You can't handle it. You can't handle it. None of you can handle it. I can't handle it. But thank God that there are scriptures like 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13 that say, with all temptations, no matter what temptation comes your way, God will provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? Yeah. God loves you. He doesn't leave you out there hanging. Another reason to say, thank you, Lord. I didn't think I was going to get through this, 
back problem that I had for months and months and months. And here Mother Betty declares last week, right here, shouting and saying, Lord, you're my healer. You're my everything. And there was a point in time she was, I can't deal with this. I can't. On her own, she can't. She couldn't. But that's why she needed to call on Almighty God. And now she can say with everybody else, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We have much reason to be thankful for every one of us this morning. We don't have the power in our own strength. The next time you start to get down, remember, God is your source of strength. God is your strength. When you're not feeling emotionally able, when you're, you're starting to feel depressed, when you're starting to feel that everything around you is against you, just remember God is for you. Amen? Yes. And with God, all things are possible. Amen? Yes. Let's go to our third point in our outline. Thank God for the people in your life. Yes. Amen. Oh, I thank God for the people in, in my life. I thank God for every one of you that I've gotten to know over these past few years. I thank God for each of you. Many here that aren't here today, we, we keep in contact. Anna and I, we love to send out texts and, and calls and, and, and just reminding people that you are a part of our life. Amen. You're not just a part of the church. Yes. You're a part of my life. Amen. It's wow. a big difference, Amen. a huge difference. I thank God for the people in, in my life. I thank God for Larry Hamilton. Many of you have heard that name. He's the first person that ever witnessed to me when I was 19. Nobody had ever witnessed to me about the gospel of Jesus Christ till I was 19. That's incredible to me. I think about that now. That's incredible. There may be a person out there in your world today, in your influx of, of, of society where you deal with, that may not have heard the gospel. And they may be 19 years old. They may be 29 years old. And unbelievably, they may not have heard the gospel. That was me at the age of 19, hearing it for the first time. I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for many others. My wife, who's helped me to become a bit a stronger Christian. She's always walked the walk and talked the talk. You know, she walks the walk and talks the talk. Uh, she has helped me. I'm thankful for Anna. I'm thankful for my children, Bianca, Raquel. I'm thankful for my oldest daughter, Elizabeth, and my granddaughters, Dolores and Layla and Malia and my grandson, Adea. I'm thankful for each one of them. Each one of you have people you're thankful for in your life. And, And if you haven't done this recently, you need to pick up the phone and say, thank you. You need to pick up the phone and say, Mama, Papa, thank you. Brother Ruben, thank you. Sister Irene, thank you. Sister Yolanda, thank you. You need to begin to do those things because some of you are taking life for granted, thinking that they're going to be around tomorrow. You don't even know if you're going to be around tomorrow. Amen? Amen. Let's learn to be grateful and thankful. Amen? Amen. Thank God for the people in your life. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 4 says the following, I always thank God for you. And that is my prayer for each and every one of you. When I pray, I thank God for you. Your faces come to my mind. And, and I pray for every single one of you. Your children, your grandchildren. I pray for you. Because yes. your faces, the, the names escape me sometimes as I get more of these gray hairs. 
but your faces don't. Your faces pop up and I pray for you because the Bible says I always thank God for you and I do that every day of my life. It's so easy to take people for granted that we may be here tomorrow, next year. Life is precious, people. Life is so precious. Take advantage of it and, and thank your friends for that. One of the things as I begin to close right now, one of the things we do for Thanksgiving dinner at our house on Thanksgiving, and I've shared this with you before, we have our Thanksgiving table, and then we go around. Every one of us will, will say what we're thankful for. And so everyone from the oldest to the youngest will say, I'm thankful for this, 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 and this. And you watch, if you've never done that at your table for Thanksgiving, watch how God moves in that process. Watch God move. Because I'll tell you, there's something about when you begin to express gratitude, thankfulness, that God begins to stir your heart and stir the hearts of those around you. Amen? How many have done that? How many have a habit of doing that? I want to encourage you, do that this year. Even if your child is three years old or two years old, ask them, what are you thankful for this year? Ask them that. And just watch how God will work. Amen? The fourth point and final point is this. Thank God for the material blessings that he gives you. I didn't put that number one. Because material blessings come and go. The homes up in paradise, down in Southern California that just recently burned, they're here today, gone tomorrow. Material possessions can always be replaced, but you can't. You can't. Give God thanks for the material blessings he gives you. Well, Pastor Rick, I don't have that, that 2018 BMW that I so badly want. I'm still driving that 2000 Toyota Tercel with 250,000 miles on it. Thank God for a car. Thank God for a car. Back in the day, we used to do this, right? It's kind of dangerous to do that now, but I remember doing this back, back in the day. That's all we did, right? On the road. I would never encourage that nowadays. Be a fool to do that. But if you don't have a car, that's what you did. Or, or, or took the bus or called up your friends. But thank God you have a car. Thank God you have a job. Thank God you have a retirement pension. Thank God you have a home. Thank God you have clothes. Those, these, see, these are all material things that can be replaced. Every one of them. Every one of them. But we need to thank God for that. The scripture says in 1 Chronicles chapter 29 and verse, verses 12 through 14. Wealth and honor come from you. We give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Everybody say this. Everything. Say that again. Everything comes from you. What comes from God? Everything. Say that again. Everything. Amen. Everything. Including the shoes you're wearing. The shoes you're wearing. You didn't buy them at the Reebok store. God gave you the blessing to be able to buy them. Yeah. He gave you the, the funds to be able to buy them. Amen? Amen. But even having said that, sometimes we're never satisfied. As I mentioned, the car. It could be a purse. It could be a knockoff from the flea market instead of the Michael Coors store. It could be that Toyota Torcel that you're driving and you want that new Beamer. Whatever it is, sometimes we're not satisfied. That's why so many people play the lotto. Seriously, so many people play the lotto because they're not satisfied. They have not learned to be content with where God has put them yeah. and what God has given them. Amen? Amen. 
Learn to be thankful and grateful for where God has put you. But what a difference it makes when we realize that everything we have has been given to us by God. We now have who to thank and reason to thank. Amen? Amen. Let's learn to do that this morning. Are you thankful today? Let me ask you again. Are you thankful today? Amen. Amen. I want you to stand with me as we close. And I am so thankful for this church. I'm so thankful that you come here every week when we set up this morning. Anna, me and the girls were setting everything up. And and I, every week, I, you know, we, we weren't able to get in until 10 minutes to 9 because the janitor didn't show up to open the gates. Normally, they open them up at 8.30. We're always waiting at 8.30. Going, okay, we're well, going to show up. But I'm always surprised to see people walk in to come to church at a school. Just always a surprise to Pastor Rick because I never know. We don't have the beautiful building that many churches have. We don't have the beautiful stage, the beautiful screen, the puff of smoke and the lights, you know. Not that I want that. But each of you continue to come. I'm thankful to each of you this morning. Amen. I sincerely say that I'm thankful to you for coming to this place to worship God. It tells me that you have a grateful heart. And I appreciate that. I appreciate my brother-in-law who comes from Sacramento every Sunday to do worship with us. And those of you that come from long distances, I truly appreciate that. Let's bow our heads this morning as we close in prayer. Father, this morning, I, I so want to be grateful. I so want to be thankful in everything, every day. And I pray right now, Lord, that every person here who's heard these words would learn to be grateful. Maybe they weren't grateful this week. Maybe they were complaining. Maybe everything was so negative as they look back and reflect back on how their week went. And Lord, it it takes Thanksgiving to, to reorient them, to put them back on the track, which is right. Lord, I pray for that person right now. Lord, fill their heart with contentment, with gratitude. Lord, erase what the world has filled their mind with of you gotta have this, you gotta have that, and until you have it, that's when you'll be happy. Lord, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Lord, you've created us to be content exactly where you planted us. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, forever, we'll be grateful to that, for that. We'll be thankful for that. Yes.